Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join in the discussion, email us at theyogahour at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here's your host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome to the Yoga Hour. Our time to open our hearts and our minds to the infinite. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien. And today, I'll be sharing some insights and practices from the ancient system of yoga, a philosophy and practice for spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in today's world. Yoga is a Sanskrit word that many people know today. And we want to just point to its core meaning as oneness, union, or unity, bringing our attention and our awareness um, to abide in our essential spiritual nature, to be restored to our original wholeness. Yoga is the spiritual science of self and God realization. And this science is profound in its depth and its breadth. And so it also extends to all areas of our life. And today we're, we're going to be exploring the fascinating topic of Vastu, in a sense, which is like yoga for the environment. We're going to look at what makes a room or a building feel uplifting and what we can do um, to have our environment be more supportive of our health, our well-being, and our spiritual awareness. And um, for that wonderful topic, we are joined by uh, Robin and Michael Mastro, and they are the authors of this book we're going to draw from, The Way of Vastu, Achieve Success Through Indian Feng Shui. Um, they are leaders in the field of Vastu Shastra, the sacred Vedic science of architectural alignment. Robin holds a master's degree in whole systems design from Antioch University. Her focus is teaching others how to create sacred space in homes and offices using a contemporary architectural model adapted from the science of Vastu Shastra. 
And Michael Mastro has more than 30 years of experience as an award-winning designer and developer for such corporate clients as Microsoft and Boeing. In the 1970s, he designed spiritual centers worldwide for Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And Michael was recently a guest speaker on Bastu at the United Nations. So you can find out more about their work at their website, Bastu Creations, and that's V-A-S-T-U, creations.com. Welcome, Robin and Michael Mastro. I'm so delighted that you're here on the Yoga Hour today. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you so much. And and we wanted to personally congratulate you on your um, award for the, the Gandhi Award. That's like amazing. I was really <laughs> thrilled to hear that. Thank what, you what so great much. Honor. Thank you so much. It is, it is, um, humbling to say the least to receive a, an honor with, um, Mahatma Gandhi's, uh, name in it. You know, it's, um, it, it makes you, makes you sort of sit up, pay attention and say, you know, there is work to do in the world and, uh, you have been, uh, blessed. And so I, I'm really grateful and thank you for your congratulations. Um, before we begin our, conversation about Vastu. Let's just take a moment uh, for centering meditation, shall we? In this beautiful moment, in this moment of awareness, this moment of aliveness, Let's bring our attention to our breath. And as we breathe in, just follow the breath within. Feel the breath in your nostrils. Feel it striking the back of your throat. Feel it entering the lungs, the belly. And then as you exhale, feel the warm air moving out again. And with this simple awareness of the breath, let's connect our will, our intention, our visualization, our imagination, feeling that as we breathe, we are diving into the ocean of divine presence, that one reality called by many names that is omnipresent, God around us and within us in one precious moment like this we can become aware of that reality right where we are around us and within us so breathe into your divine self become conscious of that which you are And when we become aware of the divine nature within, we become aware of that divine nature all around us. This can help us be aware of how we think, how we live, how we interact with our environment. And so we open ourselves today to learning 
in more profound ways how to bring forth this peace within us, how to align ourselves with it and be instruments of peace in our homes, in our community, in the world. Peace, peace, peace. Once again, Robin and Michael, welcome to the Yoga Hour. I'm I'm really delighted that we're reconnecting, and you know we so enjoyed uh, your visit to our center in San Jose and the and the helpful Vastu work that you did for us there. So we want to um, give our listeners this morning a grand tour of Vastu <laughs> and uh, an introduction to it in a way that's going to be practical and helpful. So I'm going to ask you. Um, to begin by sharing uh, what Vastu Shastra is. I think, you know, more people today are aware of feng shui, you know, what that is. Or they may not know what it is, but there's some familiarity with the term. And um, yet Vastu Shastra, you know, is has not quite entered our um, consciousness in the same way. So tell us about what what that is and where it came from. Um, Vastu is the seven to ten thousand year old science of building and it comes from the same part in uh, the Vedas which is this uh, incredible collection of knowledge that speaks and addresses everything from astronomy to zoology including jet propulsion and it was written so many years ago by men of incredible insight and awareness who spent their lifetimes cognizing the knowledge of the universe uh, it comes from the same part of the Vedas uh, called Atharveda that yoga and meditation and uh, Jyotish, which is the first astrology, um, uh, Vastu and martial arts, they all speak of how one exists within the environment and within themselves to create happier, healthier lives. Uh, Vastu is actually the science that feng shui came from about 2,500 to 3,000 years ago. Buddhist monks took the knowledge of Vastu from India into China, where it was adapted to the local cultural and climatic conditions of the time. So this, they, they, they addressed the same desire to bring the energy, the prana or the chi, up in an in environment so that we experience our fullest potential. Mm, that's so wonderful. And thank you for that great explanation and specifically, you know, where this science comes from. And so, um, you know, I just want to add that, you know, this Vedic root, you know, as I understand it, really these initial revelations, these initial mantras really that came in this mantric form, uh, from the rishis, the seers in the Rig Veda, then, you know, were in a sense, um, translated into their practical form, into the, uh, art of a Veda, you know, that, as you say, showed, okay, how do we take this 
cosmic understanding that the rishis found, you know, through their contemplation. And how do we bring that into practical science that people can use every day um, for living dharmically, for living in harmony with the universe? So um, this is just wonderful to hear of these origins and um you know before we go further into um the science of vastu can you tell us how you became interested in it you know how did you find it and how did, how did it find you so i was uh, in architecture school at the university of washington and i was always all of the work that i was doing in school was supporting this thesis about how our environment affects our consciousness. I personally had experienced um, going in churches and, and different kinds of houses and, and offices, and, and I found it interesting. For some reason, I would feel very good and wanted to stay in certain environments, and some environments, even though they may be very expensive and beautiful, I didn't feel good and I didn't want to stay there very long. So I was really searching for what that was all about. And uh, I met Maharishi Mahesh Yogi in 1967, and he asked me to design some buildings in Rishikesh. And this was, I'm very grateful, I mean, this was an amazing opportunity for me to learn about a whole different type of architecture. And, and once I began to work with the local architects, they're called Stapadis, I really learned about how uh, their version of architecture really addresses uh, consciousness and how when we feel uneasy in a certain space, and I think we've all had that experience, what, why, why that is. It has to do with one or more of the five elements, earth, water, fire, air, and space being out of balance. Everything in the universe is made of energy. We know that we're sitting in a chair that's on the floor and it seems very solid, but if we put it in, under a powerful microscope, we, we see it's made of atoms, protons, neutrons, and at the very subtlest form of energy we've discovered yet, which is the, the God particle. Uh, and even that is made of earth, water, fire, air, and space. So mm -hmm. when those five elements are in perfect balance, uh, we are in harmony with nature. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of modern architecture doesn't really fulfill that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and, and it seems like we're looking at two principles here, which, of course, are <clears throat> principles that we look at in, in yoga um, that support us in how to live healthy lives. And that is, you know, as you've described, everything is is permeated and composed of this energy that that is is takes uh, its shape into various forms of matter, um, and everything is permeated by consciousness. And so that gives us the um, insight that everything um, is not only moving in this energetic way, but also um, has an aliveness uh, that permeates it, that we can... Um, tap into. So I don't know if that's a proper explanation of Vastu or not, but, you know, it seems that not only is there an awareness of energy flow, but there's also an awareness of consciousness that pervades our lives and our spaces. 
Absolutely. And Vastu sees a, a building as a living, breathing organism made of the same five elements that we're made of. And so it definitely is affected by those five elements, whether they're in balance or not. And, and once I started doing this uh, and learned about this architecture and started putting it into practice, I actually got another great uh, opportunity when I came back was to design the first Microsoft building and utilize that knowledge that I that I gained in India. And it was a really wonderful experience to see how this type of architecture could support a business um, and support people's home life. I, I designed lots of homes as well. But uh, very, very interesting to see how that consciousness, and, and, a, and a building has its own consciousness. And it's, it's very interesting to see how that interplays with our consciousness. Mm, and I, and I think you were describing it so aptly in the beginning, Michael, that, you know, we, we feel this, you know, we intuit it if we're paying attention, you know, that there are places we go in where we just want to stay, you know, we feel refreshed and relaxed and peaceful, you know, certainly uh, there are, you know, sacred places where we experience that, but there are also, you know, ordinary places like homes or gardens, you know, where we experience that. And then there are other places, no matter how beautiful, um, we just don't feel that same uh, uplifting um, energy. And so, you know, how does Vastu um, acknowledge that you know, sacred within our living and working spaces. What is the the way that's done? So, as I was just saying, Vastu uh, helps us to balance those five elements and and reduce the stress in the environment. All the positive, prosperous energy comes in through the northeast, which is the confluence of the solar and magnetic energy, magnetic coming from the north and the solar coming from the east. And then it splits and it moves around a space and settles in the southwest to benefit people living or working in that environment. Now, if that energy gets stuck along the way, and you can think of it like a stream, there's a stream and it has a big bend in the, in the river or stream, some of the water eddies, stagnates, and pollutes. Same thing happens in energy flow in a building, a home or an office, uh, where there's missing corners or extensions, some energy gets stuck and creates some stress, and, and, and it affects some aspect of our lives and, and our consciousness, basically. Mm. I'm sitting in my office, Michael, looking at like a little corner over here that's behind the door, you know, that has stuff just piled up in there. Yes. <laughs> so it's not, I think it's not very um, Vastu uh, healthy. <laughs> yes, it can be clutter. It can be the misplacement of certain uh, elements within a, a building or a space. You know, maybe water is associated with the Northeast and, and growth and uh, spiritual growth and material growth. And so, for example, if some energy gets stuck there because there's some clutter or some a missing corner or some fire element like a furnace or stove or fireplace, then then that can affect that, that financial aspect to our lives and that spiritual uh, upliftment or consciousness growth in, in our lives. So the goal is really to keep the energy flowing, both in feng shui and vastu, We've just found quicker, more lasting results with Vastu than Feng Shui. Um, but keep it moving so that it, it, 
we feel that high prana when we go into a building. Like when you go to a waterfall, the, the, the negative ions are really strong. You feel that prana very, very strong. Whereas you go to, into a crowded subway, there's you know, the lack of, of fresh air and, and sunlight and, and a lot of energy is getting struck. You feel very stressed. You don't want to stay there very long. You feel very confined. I mean, that's the very grossest kind of example. But, mm-hmm. but we're all feeling this when we go into different spaces. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so, you know, when we come back from the break, let's talk um, in, in a practical way about what some of the tools are of Vastu Shastra and how, you know, people can begin to think in this way of how to open up the flow of uh, life force, of energy, you know, in their environments. You're listening to the Yoga Hour with special guests Robin and Michael Mastro, leaders in the field of Vastu Shastra and authors of the book, The Way of Vastu, Achieve Success Through Indian Feng Shui. And their website is vastucreations.com. We'll be right back with you. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to The Yoga Hour. 
Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and our guests today are Robin and Michael Mastro, um, masters of the Vedic science of Vastu Shastra. We're looking at how to become conscious of the spaces and the environments that surround us, and how, you know, yoga is really about waking up learning to be conscious and that includes you know learning to cooperate um with life itself which of course includes our environment you know a lot of times we don't pay that much attention to it but we always feel the effects of it and so vastu is a way to have us be more conscious of you know how we live in our environment and how that environment is influencing us so um tell us you know, when you're involved in putting Vastu into practice in a space, what does that look like? Well, for us, I, I think it is to educate people primarily and, and, and initially that the environment is alive and can actually be an ally. And to consider that your physical living or working space can support you in your dreams and your desires uh, is like very new to the Western culture. But anywhere in the East, if you go to Bali, you go to India, you go to uh, any third world culture, you'll see the honoring of the divine in everyday life. And so what we are initially wanting to achieve is to open people's awareness that they are actually in an interactive dance with their physical environment, whether they know it or not. So if you can become aware that the environment is there, alive, and waiting for you to interact with it, it will, when using the science especially, it will help balance the elements, the earth, air, fire, water, and space, and allow you to experience more harmony in the environment. One thing we used to do when we began doing Vastu together, when we would go into people's homes or offices, is that we would do the astrological chart as well to see what challenges people were having and we found that the floor plan of the of the space that they had chosen to live in actually shows up in their astrological chart as the challenges that they are facing during a specific period of time hmm. so we really want people to understand the connection that you have with who you are physically to the environment in which you live in or working. You know, um, and it really goes right to the heart of yoga, which is that, you know, there's only one reality expressing variously and, you know, we're part, a significant part of our sadhana is to stop dividing life up, you know, like there's the spiritual and the material, right? Right. Yoga says, yoga says, no, 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 it's just one reality. And, you know, when, when that veil uh, comes off of our eyes and we begin to see this divine life all around us, you know, it's a little easier to see in nature, but, you know, our spaces seem inert to us, you know, especially in the West, as you say, you know, we have this idea that things are solid, 
and uh, that, you know, life is, is other than that. But, you know, really Vastu teaches us how to open our eyes to the aliveness, the energetic presence that is right there in our environment. Um, so tell us a little bit, you know, specifically like how the shape of a room or a building, you know, affects the flow of, of energy. Just to, to go back for a second um, and kind of uh, talk a little bit more about the energetics. So I, I was saying that this uh, positive magnetic energy comes from the north and the solar positive solar energy comes from the east. And Vastu is really all about just aligning your physical body and your environment to those two forces of nature. Those two forces of nature set up an electromagnetic grid system that covers the surface of the earth. And that grid system emanates energy that comes from the center of the Earth and reflects solar, lunar, and stellar energy. So it's really connected to the whole of the universe. And so if we can align our bodies and our buildings to that that earthly grid system, we can get the support of nature. Really, that's what we're talking about. We're, We're aligning ourselves with those forces of nature so that we can live up to our full potential. We can be in that creative zone or flow and make decisions that support our prosperity as well as our spiritual growth. And so um, back to this, the question of how the shape of the room affects our energy flow, I was talking a few minutes ago about how um, water is associated with, the water element is associated with the Northeast. That's that confluence of the solar and magnetic. And water is all about growth in our life. And if if there are if there is a missing corner or an extension there or some fire element reducing that water just as of that example of the stream I was talking about where there's a bend in the stream and some of the water eddies stagnates and, and pollutes, the same thing would happen in that flow of energy in our space. And each of the different directions is associated with with uh, another one of these five elements. So southeast is associated with the fire element, for example. And fire is all about how we purify ourselves. It's our health, it's our our liveliness, our energy, our vitality. And southwest is associated with the earth element. And the earth is how we support ourselves, both physically in our spine, our our limbs and and feet, and how we support ourselves energetically uh, and our families in our career or our, our life purpose. And then northwest is associated with the air element, which has to do with you were you were doing that guided meditation in the beginning, just following the breath. That brings that air element into a perfect balance and to harmony. But we notice sometimes when we're feeling fearful or anxious, um, the breath gets very shallow and chaotic, and so we may not be responding or communicating in, in such a harmonious fashion with people around us. And so when that air element is in balance, we are very harmonious with our, our with those around us. And so it really affects, bottom line, our relationships, that air element. The very center of any space, any room, any house, any office, uh, is uh, associated with the space element. And air, water, fire, and earth come out of the space element. So any imbalances there, like some 
you know, fire elements or water elements like uh, central heating can disturb that space element affecting all those different aspects of our life, our career, our finances, our health and relationships. Mm. So that's mm. a little bit how energy uh, uh, flows and can get stuck and can affect different aspects of our consciousness or our life. Well, and you know, Michael, it, you know, it seems like, you know, one of the very first gifts of Vastu is um, bringing to conscious awareness our relationship with the directions, <laughs> you know, and, you know, with the elements themselves. You know, I find, you know, in this fast-paced culture that we live in, you know, we're, we're more aware, uh, generally, uh, of, you know, the apps on our computer, um, than we are even these very basic, um, sense of elemental connection uh to nature you know you know like what are the you know what direction does your house or office face you know and uh you know what is that like during different times of the day and how are the elements represented you know one of the one of the things i find really interesting today is that you know we can be, you know, really tuned into nature and its patterns. You know, I mean, we know when the weather is changing. You know, we we have that ability. But now, you know, when we want to know what the weather is, we we look at Google. You know, instead of instead of looking at uh, how we sense these changes in our very own environment. Definitely. Well, we are electromagnetic tuning forks our our nervous system is electric our blood contains iron and we are you know innately connected to all the ebbs and flows that affect us within a structure and within the physical environment within our world and we are very sensitive and I think what happens in our fast-paced world, as you say, is that we we shield ourselves, we've dumbed ourselves or dulled ourselves down so that we can exist in this sea of electromagnetic activity that is outside our physical bodies, our spiritual connection to the divine. And so we get a lot of intrusion from everything that is man-made that may be not physically supportive to our health and we've just dulled ourselves down so that we can exist within this kind of sea of of external stimuli. Mm. Yes, and so Vastu gives us a remedy for that, you know, how to open up, how to be aware. So one of the first things, as Michael explained, you know, so brilliantly, is becoming aware of the orientation um, to the directions, um, becoming aware of the flow of energy. And then Vastu has, you know, what should we call them, remedial tools, you know, the tools that help bring a flow and consciousness because, you know, once you become aware of Vastu, you know, you probably already have a house or an apartment or in an office and, um, you know, maybe it is not positioned just right. And so, you know, obviously, you know, we wouldn't have the ability to just 
tear it all down and rebuild the structure. So, you know, what can we do? Tell us about, um, you know, tools that Vastu has to help um, change that flow of energy uh, in a structure where we can't change the orientation of the structure itself. So Vastu, uh, some of the, the tools that Vastu has uh, are called yantras, and yantras are physical geometric representation of a sound or a mantra, and and your audience knows different mantras, uh, Om being one that is is uh, most people know, in, even in our culture, it also has the physical representation of it that people have seen in posters and, and cards and in paintings. Well, in Sanskrit, the sound and the symbol are the same, and the symbol actually has a vibrational quality to it, an energetic quality um, that emits a frequency. And uh, yantras uh, in Vastu, there are many of the ones that we use in each of the eight directions, including the central space. So we have nine directional yantras that we use when we're doing Vastu. They um, are directionally placed and they vibrate, creating a, an energetic grid within the environment when they are ignited um, by a sacred prayer or um, a mantras as you know your audience knows them to be so the associated mantra is is chanted and the yantras activate and they they it's almost like a a chorus instead of discordant sound they become harmonious and they um emit frequencies that vibrate in harmony with each other and with the universe as is and create sacred space Mm, that, yeah, it's a, such a beautiful explanation, and I you know I'm remembering um, the work that you did um, at our center in San Jose, and um, you know, looking at the f- energetic flow in our temple, you know, which is not a uh, square or rectangular building; it has lots of little turns in it, and you know, the the directions for a temple are are not um, ideal, and so. Um, you know, in terms of where the altars are placed and so on, because we didn't build this building, we inherited it. And I think that's the case for many people. So um, you helped us to bring in uh, these yantras. And so, you know, I just want to add that, you know, Vastu itself is a participatory um Science, in other words, you know, as as we saw it with what you brought, you know, the the yantras are brought in, but then the mantras are something that those who are using that space, living in that space, working in that space, bring. So then you have the energetic connection. You know, again, it's not that you know this is something uh, inert. You know, like a plaque that you put up on the wall, <laughs> um, but something that you participate with. Do you think that's a good uh, explanation? Absolutely. I mean, very well put. And, and just to let your listeners know, um, they, they could go in a space and, and not really see anything visually different. Uh, we don't go in and completely remodel a space or Doing like as you were saying, doing expensive remodeling, which could create more stress. We're trying to reduce the stress in the environment. So these yantras are very tiny, 
and may only be known to their their location by the owner or, or, or the people living in that environment and not really noticed by visitors um, uh, because they don't need to be seen. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but definitely, as you said, there is a participatory um, aspect to it that, that connects us, and they are just all aspects of the divine. We're not talking about something that's other than divine. It's all mm-hmm. divine, and, it's, and these sacred sounds are part of the divine, and the and these sacred symbols or yantras are part of the divine to help balance um, the mm-hmm. environment. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's true that you know it then is like um, it's like a spiritual chiropractic for a building, isn't it? <laughs> You're like just yes, aligning exactly. aligning the energy for flow. And you know, as I was listening to you, I was thinking, you know, um, my husband and I have been married for many many years, and we have a very harmonious relationship. But you know, like all couples, once in a while we bump into each other, you know, and we have an argument about something. And, you know, as I'm reflecting on our conversation of Vastu, I was just thinking, you know, when, when we have those points of stress or tension, they're very often in certain places in the house. Right. Um, and I thought, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's very interesting. I mean, I can, I can picture us, you know, standing in the doorway, you know, having a little, you know, well, no, I'm right, you're right kind of thing. Uh, you're wrong. And, um, and I think, oh, that that must be connected to, you know, there's just certain places in our home where that energy tends to get stuck. And I bet for our listeners, you know, if you think about your environment that you're in right now, your office or your home, that there's probably certain places where you do feel that uh, sense of calm and renewal. Um, and then there are other places maybe where you where you tend to get stressed, maybe arguments come or um, uh, it's hard to concentrate, you know, things like that. So so when we get back from the break, we're going to talk a little more about this practical uh, aspect of Vastu and uh, some more examples of how you can work with it to be more in harmony with the divine presence uh, in your life and in your environment. You're listening to the Yoga Hour, and our guests today are Robin and Michael Mastro, leaders in the field of Vastu Shastra, the sacred Vedic science of architectural alignment. We'll be right back with you. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's edge Where fools and dreamers dare to tread And never lose faith How is life working for you? 
Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly You're listening to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. If you have a question, please submit it via email at theyogahour at unityonlineradio.org, and we will respond. Now, back to The Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. Today, we're talking about the way of Vastu, how to come into conscious alignment and the highest cooperation um, with the spaces that we live in, with the environment that surrounds us, and we're blessed to have Robin and Michael Mastro with us, authors of the award-winning book, The Way of Vastu, which I highly recommend. It's a beautiful book. Um, you you feel uh, alignment uh with the energies, uh, with the directions, um, with the elements, just reading their book because it's a uh, full color. It has a lot of beautiful um, photos and illustrations, and it makes Vastu really accessible. You know, which is which is what we need. Sometimes these um, Vedic sciences like Jyotish or Vastu, you know, we may have an interest, but then we try to get in and we read something that's so complicated that we just give up. But their book. The way of us to um, does make it really, really accessible. So, tell us, you know, uh, like what would it look like? An example of how somebody applying Vastu within their space help them achieve their goals. I'm sure you have many, many examples from working with people over the years. Yes, yeah, so one particularly comes to mind. Um, there was a, a family in the Bay Area that I visited a few months ago, and. Uh, when I sat down to discuss with them whatever challenges they might be facing, I could feel a lot of stress in the, in the environment of their home. And uh, kids were very stressed out and, and parents alike, and that there wasn't a lot of communication going on. And what turned out is that parents were going through a divorce, but uh, because of the situation with the husband's job, he couldn't afford to move out. So he was living, mm. living on one end of the house and she was living mm. on the other end of the house. Mm. And so we did what we noticed in the Vastu right away is the, the garage was an extension in the Northwest. So some energy was getting stuck in the Northwest, affecting the air element, affecting the relationships. And so there was many things going on that we uh, balanced and corrected. And Normally, we follow up with uh, clients to see, you know, what happens after a month, three months, six months. So now after a month, their kind of their goal was to reduce the stress so the kids were feeling a little bit better about being in the environment. And uh, what they what they noticed right away wasn't uh, was more of a connection with themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the relationship with themselves. The husband got kind of more into uh, being healthy as he wasn't uh, so much before, and uh, the, the wife was uh, taking some yoga classes, which she had never been interested before. So they were they were kind of exploring the relationship within themselves. And when we checked back a few months later, they were communicating more, and uh, things were uh, much more harmonious. I mean, they weren't completely discarding the divorce idea, but they were at least communicating. And after six months, the, the, the last time I checked, and they were actually sleeping in the same room and getting along much better, still having some challenges to work out, but definitely had come a long way. Mm. So it's really interesting that what comes from most people is that sense of harmony within the space, feeling more harmony and more connection with themselves as it should be because we're you know this is again about connecting to that divine aspect that was in ourselves foster is just uh, yoga for your house basically yes. and, and and doing the same thing that yoga meditation and uh, pranayama all do mm. oh that is that is powerful really you know and of course that is the solution uh to every problem you know um uh, Sri Yukteswar's uh, guru, uh, Lahiri Mahashaya, there's a story about him that, you know, when devotees would come and they, they would have, you know, one problem or another and, you know, his advice was always meditate more. Sure. And uh, so, you know, Vastu is in a sense uh, a conscious meditation on our environment, you know, on the uh, flow of energy in our environment and becoming uh, conscious of that, connected to that. And, and of course, it, it makes perfect sense that, you know, people would begin to experience benefit from that. Um, we have just a few minutes left in our program uh, this morning. I know uh, this is so rich. I think, you know, we should do it again another time. I, I, I look forward to having you back. Um, I'd like to close with, you know, asking you what advice you would give to someone who wanted to begin to work with Vastu uh, in their life, in their environment. Yeah, I, I back to, you know, the, the premise that Vastu is about aligning itself with the forces of nature. There's a couple things that the listeners can apply right away, and it has to do with, you know, how you sleep and the direction you sleep, and, and there are a lot of double-blind studies to support this. But uh, if you're sleeping with your head um, or headboard on a north wall, feet pointing south, what's happening is your body is, an, is a, ma- a magnet with a positive polarity in the head. So what's happening is it's like you're bringing two positive ends of magnet together. It's, it's creating a repulsion in the body, so it affects the sleep. So if you can avoid sleeping in the north direction, even if you have to sleep on the other end of the bed and can't move it for some reason, um, that would be uh, a step one with aligning yourself with the forces of nature. And then the direction that you face when you work um, has a huge effect on your creativity, your productivity. In fact, I spent a lot of time at Microsoft and Intel and Oracle helping people be more productive. And this is one of the very simple things that we look at. Um, the direction you face. So, again, double-blind studies support uh, facing east for uh, right brain activity, the creative aspect, and facing north for the left brain aspect, the the, uh, analytical part um, of the brain. So there's a couple things they can do. And then, obviously, reducing clutter. Now, and that seems to be one big obstacle for a lot of people. They don't want to 
do the Vastun until they get rid of some clutter and it seems to never happen. So what we suggest <laughs> is doing the Vastu to get the energy moving and then naturally it comes with that motivation to get rid of or let go of some things. That's one of the major ob- obstacles to Vastu. Um, so yeah, Vastu first will help people really get that energy flowing so that they can get motivated to, to let a few things go. Um, I, what I've noticed uh, in my client's success and my family's success is three things really affect us. Whatever we can do to reduce the stress in our, our minds and bodies through yoga and meditation and eating right and drinking lots of water because there is a lot of electromagnetic stress and the water really helps with that. Um, makes a huge difference in that divine connection, in, in that ability to be successful, make good decisions, and be more balanced. And then the environment is the second 33%, you could say. Um, you know, a lot of us, as you were saying, are not really aware of our environment and, and just paying a little attention to our environment. Consciousness affects our environment, and our environment affects our consciousness. So tidying up a little bit... Um, being aware of the energy flow, because intuitively we all have this, this knowledge of the science of Vastu and just moving things around a little bit when things don't seem to be flowing well. Um, and then the third thing really is our karma, what we came here to learn, the challenges that came, uh, we came to discover to open ourselves more fully, to be of service, to be more compassionate, to be more loving and uh, help others. And everything is designed for that. I mean, you know, when you're born, all the planets and stars were uh, set up in a certain way in the sky for you to to learn these lessons. We're in a big school, and I'm sure you talk a lot about this on your show. But um, we would like to uh, offer your listeners a a free yantra uh, if they can go to uh, vastucreations.com. Actually, to ma- email Michael at michaelmastrovastu at gmail.com, and we will send uh, them a, a mantra that, uh, and a yantra that will um, help improve their sleep and relationships and their connection to the divine. So um, it's, it's uh, our gift to your listeners. Oh, thank you so much. And Robin, will you give that address again, please? It's Michael Mastro, and that's M-A-S-T-R-O, Vastu, the word vast with a U on the end of it, at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Your your generosity is um, indicative of Vastu itself and that flow. It's been just such a delight um, being with you on the Yoga Hour today. And uh, just a reminder, uh, their website is vastucreations.com. Uh, we look forward to you joining us again next week for Yoga Hour with our regular guest host, Dr. Laurel Trujillo. And she'll be um, speaking with meditation teacher Dean Slider, who has a lovely book called Natural and Effortless Meditation for Everyone, who helps us 
to um, really get back in touch with how easy and natural meditation is. And I want to invite you to uh, visit our website at Center for Spiritual Enlightenment. That's csecenter.org. You can now register for my upcoming course, Live the Eternal Way, Spiritual Realization and Fulfilled Living. It's a weekly class that runs from October 6th through November 17th. And uh, this is 2015, if uh, if you're listening to an archive. So um, that's available online, and uh, you can register by clicking on the link at the on the homepage, csecenter.org. Remember to subscribe uh, to the Yoga Hour through iTunes. Uh, let your friends know about it. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, I look forward to the next time I am with you. Until then, remember to let your inner light shine into the world. Share your peace and your joy with everyone you meet. Robin and Michael, thank you again. It's always a delight to connect with you. Thank you so much. Thank you, and thank you to Jeff Comfort in the sound room and to Vicki Martin, the producer for our program, and Dr. Laurel Trujillo, who is our regular guest host. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day. The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by friends and members of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California, a ministry in the tradition of Kriya Yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization www.csecenter.org Request free literature by writing info at csecenter.org What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard shares this from his book, Good Questions. We are here to learn, grow, experience, savor, exalt, cherish, create, and to use our connection with that mind to make safe decisions. We are here to share 
to be fruitful and to multiply the good over and over again. Centering on the divine within, we become still and realize that whatever happens, we are still one with God. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 